0: Join Reddit on Wiki every Monday and Friday for some of the most jaw-dropping stories Reddit has to offer. With each episode, John, Sean, and Josh meticulously curate the most engaging content from Reddit, transforming it into a podcast experience filled with laughter, awe, and sometimes disbelief. I, I bet. Get ready for a roller coaster ride of emotions with the most captivating stories from the corners of the internet. Subscribe to Reddit on Wiki wherever you get your podcasts. What a weekend, there is so much to talk about. I need to come I need a more comfortable chair here. I can't wait to have like a talk show slash podcast set. You know what I'm talking about? Hi everybody, welcome to a brand new Sarah Fraser show. It's Monday, oh, and I'm amped up. Why am I amped up? Because I go to bed at eight forty-five. So if I'm not ready to go and give you like all of me, you know what I'm saying? Like give you hundred and ten percent at ten fifteen a.m. Eastern Standard after like nineteen hours of sleep, then what is a bitch doing? You know what I mean? I am ready. Okay. I'm so amped. Welcome to the show. You know, I'm always live on Mondays and Wednesdays. As I mentioned, 1015. You can find me on my Twitch, on Facebook, on Twitter, and on YouTube. You just search The Sarah Fraser Show or Boom Sarah Fraser. It's just myself and some other artist in France that fucking has my same name. Okay. But you know, if you're talking trashy TV, you know, it's me. All right. If you're talking pop culture and comedy, here I am. We have so much to get to on today's show a couple of listeners are joining us to weigh in on things Matthew McConaughey are you going to buy the book green lights? Have you seen all his interviews? Well, he made another big reveal over the weekend So I want a a listener feedback on that and I got to tell you I mean I've observed one thing about Matthew McConaughey in all of these interviews. I got some tea on a Love is Blind star. You guys, when is Netflix bringing back Love is Blind? The greatest, I don't give a fuck about The Bachelor or, or The Bachelor. I don't care about any of those people. Love is Blind, where they sat them in those pods and then all the drama of introducing them on some island. Bring it back. When is season two? I got some good scoop, though, on A Love is Blind Star. And this proposal of a guy in Florida, how he proposed to his girlfriend, I uh, I don't even know. I want to know if you guys think this is the worst proposal of all time or if you'd say yes. So that's coming up. Um, you can hop in the comments right now. Tell me about how your weekend was. There was so much television on. I mean, not that I know. I went to bed at like 830 last night. But if you watched TV over the weekend, what did you watch? Did you watch Borat 2? I watched Borat 2. I'm going to get into the entire thing. Uh, I, I mean, you guys, I watch Borat and I think to myself, people, no, I, I don't believe it. These have to be paid actors, okay? They cannot be real people that sign up for this, except for Giuliani. You know what I'm saying? Like, I believe his staff is stupid enough to fall for it. Did anyone watch Borat 2? Did you love it? Or did you think this was the dumbest shit you'd watched? I need to know Real Housewives of Potomac last night I have to shout out my girl Monique Samuels You know Monique was just on this show Some of the highest ratings I've had on the podcast For uh, a downloaded episode People want to know more about that tea And that fight with Candace I have to shout her out though Because I was on last night Real Housewives of Potomac I didn't even I totally forgot but I was on. Apparently, people were sending me screen grabs of the um, the episode and of uh, my scene where I had resting bitch face the entire time. My deb- my housewife debut, and I'm sitting there like, complete. I, I mean, my face was hair. Terror- I- it was awful. Anyway, um, but thank you to Monique. She put me on her live podcast show, and I am so grateful. I love working with Monique Samuel. She has a podcast called Not for Lazy Moms. It's all about experiences with love and marriage and navigating being a working mom. So you should totally check that out. Um, so anyway, if you watched Real Housewives of Potomac last night, did you like it? If you watched Borat, can you give me the scoop, what you thought about that? If you watched TLC, I Love Mama's Boys, which is following four couples... Who the guys are like addicted to their moms And they're huge mama's boys One of them lives with a mama One of them comes over Wants to sleep in the same bed with her son And he's 30 years old What? Okay I mean um, mm -mm, No way I can't wait to watch that show but anyway, I went to bed. Um, I want to talk suburbs too because my life in the suburbs continues to be filled with—I mean—so many stories. And now, people, I'm getting a little bit of backlash. Like, I'll be honest, people are writing to me and they're going, "Sarah, you know, do you really dislike the suburbs as much as you say?" And I—I want to say to these people, okay, it's—it's it's like, no, you know, of course not. You know, I—I I love being out here. It's—it's it's just an adjustment. You know, what threw me, what shooketh me, was about a. A month ago when i moved out to the suburbs and i live in leesburg virginia now for anybody who follows along all right when i opened up the uber app and it said 35 minutes till the dude was going to be here to pick me up to take me to like rest in i mean i didn't even know that the numbers went that high you know on the i've never even seen a timer go that high 35 minutes for him to just come you're telling me no one out here in the suburbs is looking for an afternoon part-time job with uber That had me sugar So since then I mean I It is just It's taken me a moment Okay But of course I'm loving it You know I live in the most Diverse neighborhood I've ever lived in I have all kinds Of diverse neighbors You know The mom across the street Is a single mom With three kids Did the cops show up A lot Sure You know They're here often But you know what Whatever I like the excitement Okay Is she having her kids arrested? I have no idea. Seems like domestic. I don't get too involved. I've got a woman downstairs. She's in a wheelchair. Then this wonderful Indian couple next door with a little baby. Okay, honest to God, my life is like an episode of fucking Sesame Street in the neighborhood I live in now. All right? It is. It just is. I mean, honest to God. There's so much diversity I love it, you know Now, I did have a funny incident Over the weekend I also thought Hey, I'll give it a go And try Uber Eats, okay Because I don't always I still don't have a vehicle Schman and I share a car I lived in the city I lived next to Metro for years So I would just hop on the Metro Get going, you know now So we I just still haven't bought a vehicle I need to buy a car Right So sometimes I'm like Alright I'll order Uber Eats So you know when you Order or Uber Eats There's like four bars One that says like The The um Your order has been Like accepted It's being made It's out for delivery And then it's delivered Now I'm not even joking you I saw some shit over the weekend I ordered something I have never seen the bar Like the bar to be delivered It skipped more than An old school CD I mean it was just like Back and forth Back and forth Back I was like Okay, Did they find a delivery person or not Uber Eats Took me like an hour plus To get some sushi That I could have probably walked to I swear to god Those bars flickered like you wouldn't believe They couldn't even find anybody to pick it up I think the restaurant just was like Oh fuck it we'll drive it She's only like three miles away You know what I mean So anyhow people get very upset They think I don't like the suburbs I'm loving the suburbs. It's just a bit of an adjustment. You know what I'm saying? You know when you start dating a guy and he asks you what you want for Christmas and you tell him a Gucci belt, then he shows up on Christmas Day and he got you the Gucci belt except for one of the G's is upside down and he obviously bought it as a knockoff on Chanel, you know, on Canal Street in New York. It's like... A for effort for listening, but like I'm not really sure, you know, can we work through this or are you just cheap and tacky? You know, it's that kind of an adjustment with the suburbs. You know, it's just expectations versus reality. All right, that's it. That's it. Uh, So I'm loving it I'm sorry if you're offended by my IG stories About the suburbs But like I said I, I find it entertaining out here I'm adjusting I love the diversity I'm having a ball I just am used to the convenience of downtown DC You know, I'm used to people not speaking to me I'm used to instant gratification You know, the Uber's there in 30 seconds You don't even have time to get your underwear on I'm used to that, people All right? There you go. People are saying that they liked Borat. Um, April said Borat was fucking hilarious. She loved it. Aviva is on. I loved it so much, though, the Holocaust uh, Jew wasn't my favorite part. Okay, so I did. I did. Spoiler alert if you haven't seen it, I refuse to believe that these people fell for it because at one point, the scene that Aviva is referring to, Borat goes to a. Um, Oh, oh my god, a synagogue. Thank you. He goes to a synagogue and he's dressed up as a really offensive like Jewish character and um or you know and a holocaust denier, right? So he goes in and he speaks to these beautiful two old Jewish women and they talk about how the holocaust is real. Now supposedly that scene was set up It was the only time that Borat broke character To tell these two older women According to Deadline That he in fact was like a character And playing a character in the movie Judith Dim Evans is one of the older women in that scene Now her estate She died shortly after they filmed that scene Her estate is now suing Borat Saying that they were completely misled about it I, you know I said, to, I sat there through the whole film. I said, Dishman, there's no way these people are falling for it. So in that scene at the synagogue, he did, in fact, break character. And they knew that it was going to be filmed. Now, Judith Evans' family says they didn't know that he was going to do the shit that he did. But anyway, um, that's what happened there. Then, but people are telling me that the scene, okay, this is the scene, by the way, at the synagogue with Bora with the two women. They say they were duped. Now one of them suing. Um, then people are also saying, okay, so when he goes and stays with the two redneck guys that are complete conspiracy theorists, apparently that was real. And he lived there with them for like four days and remained in character. I, I don't believe it. And can anybody tell me what was going on with those conspiracy theorist rednecks? Were they a couple? I mean, what? What two guys do you know that live out in the woods together? You know what I'm saying? I mean, no one thought that was suspect in their trucks, and these two fellas are, like, living together, but they're supposedly conspiracy theorists. Okay. I couldn't believe it. And, by the way, also, the conspiracy theorist people that I know that are, you know, they're kind of off their rocker a little bit, their homes are dumps. And yet these two guys had the nicest-looking house you've ever seen in your life. I thought to myself... Okay, for two rednecks with conspiracy theories Like, they clean up Like, the place was beautiful And you're telling me these two guys They let Borat ro- walk around with a strap-on on Like, half the time, right? I'm like, I, I just no, Nobody thought this was odd And you guys, the most bizarre scene By the way, I'm working on getting on someone From Borat 2 Who was, I believe, duped But I, I want to hear their, st- their side of the story On the show this week But I will say this So the debutante ball Okay now that's where Borat and his daughter Tutar Go because she's like In training to be given To Mike Pence initially Right okay So they go there Okay That scene One of the guys That was the father Of a daughter In the debutante Says that they were Paid a hundred dollars They told They were told That they were gonna film Like for a movie scene And they were asked If they knew Who Sasha Baron Cohen Was prior This guy of course From Macon Georgia Had no idea How do you I mean Don't your kids know I mean I, I like if my if someone called my mom, all right, and said, "Hey, you're going to be in a movie scene." I'd be like, "Mom, all right, who like what's going on?" Well, they asked me if I knew who Sasha Baron Cohen was. This is Sasha Baron Cohen doing this shit to you then, mom. So the debutante ball where she like lifts up her dress and basically is having her period all over the guy from Macon, Georgia, says at that point they were completely disgusted and everybody went to the front desk demanding their cell phones back and and left. And then they once they got outside of the um, like where they were shooting, they knew something was up. Right. So but that scene, I'm just like they must have spliced. I'm so fascinated how he did all this. I really, really am. And the Giuliani scene is so disturbing. It's just, it's like, oh my God, really? Is this our society? Does anyone watch these? I almost watch them and I can't, I can't continue to watch it. Because I think, no, people can't be, they're not that dumb, right? Because when somebody shows up with a film crew, what do you think is, ha- like, do you really think they're documentary styling you? No, you're being pranked. People don't get that. Oh my God, uh, Alyssa! We have two uh, Ashley and B. Two listeners are going to be on to weigh in on stories, but I want to I want to get to some other big stories that happened over the weekend um, to tell you about. So Billy McFarland, of course, from Firefest, I got to tell you, I listened to his podcast. It's called Dumpster Fire. Save yourself. He sounds like he's reading off a script, but there is not going to be, I don't think, many other episodes because now he's apparently back in solitary confinement in his jail in Ohio for doing the podcast. I- <laughs> Billy, what happened? Now, if you listen to the first episode with him, he says that he wanted to be, like he basically did the podcast because he was in solitary confinement and that got him thinking about You know, like he wanted to do a podcast. He wanted to apologize. I think Alyssa, our producer, is going to bring up a picture of him. Um, So he, you know, anyway, he is now back in solitary confinement. And I don't know that we're going to get any further podcasts from him. Um, His attorney says that he's just being punished for trying to make money and basically come back. So they were very pissed, apparently, by this photo shoot that he staged out in the prison yard. A lot of people thought this was photoshopped. These were actually fellow inmates that he filmed with all this. And that's what pissed off the prison guards. And now he's back in solitary. So I don't think we're going to be hearing from him. I'm going to be honest. If you didn't listen to Dumpster Fire, save it. You could treat yourself to Kanye West on Joe Rogan instead. <laughs> Another Dumpster Fire. Um, so we might not be getting any more Here he is with Ja Rule, of course And I, I the only episode I wanted to hear is about Ja Rule Where's Ja Rule been? Ja Rule is like advertising for Greek restaurants And seems to be living his best life Anyhow um, I told you I hit some scoop on a Love is Blind star I loved the show Love is Blind Amber and Barnett, who got married from the show Have been on this podcast You can go back and search It was probably back in like May or June They were some of my favorite guests They were so much fun But if everybody remembers Mark, remember Mark who was with Jessica and sort of played this victim like he was in love with Jessica, but she wasn't into him. And his last name is Mark Cuevas. He's gotten and he's been in the headlines on and off this summer. So he now is having a baby with a fan who hit him up on Instagram and they've been dating since this summer and then found out Labor Day weekend. They're having a baby together. I think good for you, Mark. Congrats to Mark. I'm excited for him. There he is. There he is. And he's now engaged. They're getting married uh, next summer. And they're also expecting a baby in April 2021. Okay, Mark, you know, Mark really was not the everybody sort of thought "Mm, poor Mark. But I don't think he was here. He is with Jessica on Love is Blind. We all love her. Remember, she was obsessed with his age because there was a 10 year age difference. He's 26 or 27, by the way. And Jessica was, like, 36. You know, he's not the little, like, willowing, you know, wilting flower that we thought he is. Like, this guy's the man. He's been out there on his Instagram hitting chicks that, you know, are fans of the show. And he's been getting it. Sahir says his nose is weird. Aviva says, yep, knew the baby news. Anyway, there it is. Yeah, so if you guys were fans of that show, I guess he's not coming back. Now he's, like, finding love. He's going to be... And he's going to be a daddy, so I'm excited for him there. Um, also, over the weekend too, uh, the other story that I commented a lot, which was on my IG story, is um, Gail King. So, uh, you guys, I'm so upset about this. I love Gail King so much. She, Gail and Oprah, are two of my heroes, and. She posted a picture basically And I could go in I need to do a whole podcast episode on this Because I won't go into the deep dive But essentially she said that she's gained You know, over 10 pounds uh, You know, being in quarantine And, you know, she's on WW Because Oprah is one of the big owners of WW So she posts the picture of her gaining weight And how it's been so terrible And she's got to get back dieting uh, it makes me so sad, and most people were praising her, like "thank you." I can totally relate, but I'm like, you guys, this is a person who is headed for her sixties, who is still calling herself fat, and like, and the yo-yo dieting cycle that is, and it's like diets don't work, including WW. As much as I, it pains me to say that, because I love Oprah so much, like I would mindfully eat and train Oprah myself. Oh, this bothered me to no end And I shared it on my story And I just said to people, look and, and I got messages from people who have tried WW Who've spent thousands of dollars on WW And numerous other diets I've done Weight Watchers twice spent It is so expensive Spent thousands of dollars And the minute you go off it The weight gain comes back I love Gail But that story bothered me the most over the weekend oh, So disturbing it's sad to see a woman as accomplished, as smart. You know, that's why we all have such body hang-up and images. And I said this on my story. The diet industry is designed for you to fail because it's a business. Diets only work long-term. And when I say long-term, that science is five years or more that you've kept off the weight and maintained it. 95% of all diets fail. If you were going to a casino... And this is basically the same odds And they told you There's a 95% chance You're going to lose all your money Would you put the money up? No! It's the same with dieting It's a business And it just it, To me, I'm like Oprah's so rich You could be helping women Find terrific body confidence And and get off of the diet cycle Because keto all None of them work long term The minute you go off them They only work 5% shot Would you even Those odds are terrible Who would take that? I call him the Nozempic Ben on Ozempic doctor. I'm talking about Dr. Applin and his wife who founded My Optimal Body. I am so happy about this. These are the first mindful eating based doctors I have ever partnered with. They see patients nationwide and they are seeing more patients who have been on Ozempic and Ozempic has failed for them. What makes My Optimal Body so unique and why am I endorsing them? It's because Dr. Applin actually looks at food additives, your, your addiction to food, your mental health. They do a whole look at you, including your gut I, yeah, I love Aviva. Aviva's been so open about her story. She says, um, I feel for her. I gained back 30 pounds in fucking quarantine. It sucks. I agree with you that diets don't work, but I still am sad. I gained the weight back. Aviva, I say this to you, though, it, it, and I said this on my IG story. It's not your fault. It's truly not your fault. Like, it, diets are set up because the reason that we overeat is an emotional reason. I asked I said to people, if you want to find body confidence and you want to lose weight naturally, the first question you need to ask yourself is why do I eat when I'm not hungry? Why am I putting my, why is it what, because even if you eat a carrot, our body doesn't know what calories we're ingesting, doesn't know if it's candy, doesn't know if it's, if it's carrots. Like when you put calories into your body, all it adds is either I need this nutrients, I need these calories, and they're burning them or you're adding fat. So if you're eating carrots when you're not hungry, you, there's something else going on. And I, I went through it for years. I went to my first Weight Watchers meeting when I was 12 years old and had a weigh in at 28, I was on TV. People would write to me and they would say, look, you'd be so beautiful if you lost 20 pounds. And my, the final thing was I was a, I was an in stadium co-host for the Washington Nationals. And I I think I wore like a belt or something that day. And somebody tweeted at me and they were like, I didn't realize that they were having Santa Claus, like host the Washington Nationals, you know, baseball game. And that like broke me I was like I have to figure out How to be body confident Be healthy Love the skin that I'm in Or I'm never gonna make it In the entertainment business And that led me to Desperately Google and giving up dieting Because I'd been on every one You guys know this Back in the 2000s Atkins was huge Atkins was enormous um, South Beach diet was huge Everybody owned the South Beach book I did Which is basically keto Just like With a different name So I I finally found this amazing mindful eating therapist, Robin Mize, who who her whole thing on her website was like, do you want to live your life with ease? Find your natural weight. Never think about food again. Overcome emotional eating, which at the time I didn't realize it what what that was. But basically, for me, in a stressful work environment, and and working with like a toxic group of people, I would just eat to try to cope with everything that was going on instead of realizing, you know what, can I stay in this environment or do I need to do something different? And my choice was, I need to do something different. I need to leave. And that's like the hard decision that a lot of people have to make when it comes, because di- there's there's such a deeper emotional level that we eat when we're not hungry. But it, it takes a lot of time. And I'll tell you, it took me three years to master mindful eating. And people, when I say that, people get really like, oh, I don't know if I want to wait three years. But the problem is, is there is no 30 day fix. 20 pounds in 30 days is coming back in six months. Anyway, I I went off on a tangent and I was like uh, debating if I was going to talk about Gail and Oprah because I love them so much. And I've met Gail and Oprah on the red carpet. I hope to have them like meet them in depth more in the future. And, and it's just it. That's the only thing I feel like they've ever done that I'm like, oh, why WW? It just it it. And, and I was actually reading, to a story about WW That 85% of customers to Weight Watchers, which has now been rebranded WW, are repeat customers Guys, no, that's not, I mean, no Anyway, don't even get me started um, Aviva had one other thing, though, I want to say uh, Aviva says, you are definitely one of my inspirations You are always beautiful, but you figured it out and made it And you're gorgeous and your confidence is amazing I'm so happy you got to the healthiest place Aviva, I love you. I try to share everything about what I did because it wasn't easy and it takes like a deep, deep dive and it takes, you know, years of undoing all the diet mentality. And one of the biggest things I can tell people to start three things, order the book, Diets Don't Work, order the book, Women, Food and God and start keeping a food mood journal. And a food mood journal is when you write down what you eat, not calories. You're not counting calories. You're not judging yourself. You're writing down what you eat, and you're writing down how it makes you feel. Because food should energize us always. It should energize and fuel us. If food is making you gassy and tired and depressed and bloated and sick, we're not on the right track. And so a food mood journal begins to get you to see what is it that I eat that makes me feel good And feel light and feel energized And what is it that makes me depressed And anxious and bloated Because when I went out and had like four vodka sodas And then ate pizza the next day I'll tell you, my life was fucking depressing And I gained a ton of weight Anyhow Okay, um, B is on B is B is commenting And actually, you know what? Um, you know, before I get to B um, B is going to talk about this proposal That happened down in Miami, Florida I want to know if he thinks this was romantic or terrible I've been so bad I got carried away On the um, show And then I forgot To thank our sponsors So first of all There's only four spots left Do you suffer Or do you know a woman That has fibroids You need to hook up With our guy Dr. Will Neem Who's out of Maryland Who is a top doctor And fibroid specialist He is giving away Free consultation So look They already accept insurance But even if you're not sure You're uncertain Your fibroids have come back Or maybe you suspect That you have one How do you know You have one Heavy periods Extreme cramping Periods that last More than seven days Can all be signs That you are battling fibroids He's the guy Horizonfibroids.com is the website, but if you would like a free consultation and there's only four spots left, you can email the Sarah Fraser Show at gmail.com. I know Alyssa, our producer, will put the email in the comments section. Um, but Horizon Fibroids is accepting patients with three locations in Maryland, in Frederick and Germantown and Rockville. Dr. Will is awesome. You're gonna be seeing a lot more of him, but get that free consultation today. Lots of times with fibroids People don't realize That they have other options Because they see their OBGYNs We all love our OBGs But sometimes they don't even know All the treatments that can take place And there's non-surgical options That can have very little downtime for you And get rid of your fibroids Horizonfibroids.com Also got to thank our guys from RNG Insurance If you want to save money on car insurance Well, the Gormanator, David Gorman is the best David Gorman saved Schman and me Over $20 a month We have full car coverage For less than $100 a month ha- And You guys know I have like the worst driving record of all time I mean I lost my license for like three months In my 30s for criminal speeding Hello if I can get coverage So can you even with a DUI Look David Gorman is the best go to rnginsurance.com. he can also hook You up with renters life insurance Business insurance anything That you need these guys are amazing and The reason that they get you the best rates is they're Not married to one carrier so they can Shop you around they're in 30 states So even if you're outside of DC Maryland Virginia listening to us nope Problem David Gorman has got you at RNG insurance.com all right let's get B on. B is a listener and B is going To comment we're going to talk about This proposal that happened down in Miami Florida where is my guy B hey B What's up can you hear us
1: I can hear You can you hear me
0: B I can hear you Absolutely okay um, tell me this I love are You a big pop culture person
1: yeah pop Culture but not so much news like that (laughs)
0: You're not into news like what, what like serious news or like like deep pop culture news. Where where do you sit?
1: When I think pop culture, I think of movies.
0: Mm. And,
1: yeah, yeah, I don't think of proposals that were, that was a trash proposal in my opinion, but
0: <laughs> Okay, well, I'm going to ask you about that. But wait a second, have you seen Borat 2?
1: Yeah, I just watched it.
0: You Okay, give me your thoughts because everybody seems very invested in the comments on Borat 2. Did you like it?
1: I I don't know. I was on the
0: <laughs> me too.
1: Fringe. I, I I was kind of you know I liked it because I think he's a funny guy and it brings out a lot that a lot of people don't see in the United States, <clears> to <throat> be in the United States, especially in this bubble. You uh, know, in the Northern Virginia area, a lot of people don't think that the world is different. They're kind of stuck here. I think of DC like an island. It's hard to get out because of traffic. Yes. It Unless you fly, then you're good But there's a lot of racism And a lot of different things that are out there And this movie kind of uh, brings that to everybody's attention But I was cringing the whole time
0: Well, you're not alone Lisa Walker says the same thing She was. I, You guys, I was cringing too I, I said to my husband, I'm like, I can't watch this Because I cannot believe that people are this ignorant, right? I can't believe that people are this naive Because to me, like, anytime there's a camera or people are asking you questions Do you know this person Do you know Like to me It's like a setup How how did he get away with it What Okay What was the most Cringeworthy segment For you uh,
1: I would say when They were I don't know what state That they were in But they were doing The the dancing With his daughter Oh my god dance. The
0: debutante ball When they were down In Macon, Georgia
1: Yeah that's where I couldn't figure out Where it was. <laughs> yes. I almost couldn't <laughs> I could, almost watched
0: I mean, so isn't it you're sitting there, they're adding debutante ball. Oh, OK, you might not have heard this, but spoiler alert, you know, so that scene, a guy has come forward. He was one of the dads. He says that they were all paid one hundred dollars. They told them that they were going to do it was a movie shoot where they were going to do a debutante ball. And they had asked him beforehand if he knew who Sasha Baron Cohen was. And he did not know. It's like, for God's okay. sakes, didn't you ask your daughter? Did she know? Then he says that once they started doing that and she lifted up her skirt and she was like having her period, he says that they all ran to the front desk and demanded their, here we go, there's the period scene. He said they all demanded their wow. phones back and they were out of there and everyone was like, what the fuck happened? But Sasha Baron Cohen, their team, like all the face reactions they got before people ran to the front.
1: I'm about to pass out. It was the nastiest thing I've ever <laughs>
0: It's so weird, isn't it? Hey, by the way, do you think the actress that played Tudor should win an Oscar, should be nominated for an Oscar? A lot of people are calling for that. What do you think?
1: Repeat that question. I'm
0: sorry. No, no problem. Do you think the woman that plays Sasha Baron Cohen's daughter should be nominated for an Oscar? Because there's a lot of people saying she should be nominated for an Oscar.
1: I don't know. (laughs) No. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I love how disturbed you are by this film I'm with you At times I'm like I don't even know if I want to finish it Because it's just It is so You're you're just like Is this really how people are? And even the guy at the faxing office
1: Right I, I try to think uh, into What is going through his head Because clearly there's somebody there With a video camera or a cell phone Taking footage What's going through his mind Or does is he on the inside? I don't know But speaking right. of I had to go back and watch Borat, the first one, to remember, was it this cringeworthy? And there was a couple scenes, but not like that. Really? My... Yeah, so if you go back, you can, you can remember that Borat had a scene inside the hotel room where they're both naked, him and his assistant, I guess his uh, cameraman or whatever, they're both naked on the bed, and they get into the 69 position, <laughs> and the full nudity. And I'm like, okay, this is pretty <laughs> cringe, too. And then it made me think, like, okay, maybe it's not as bad as I thought. Or maybe I was just younger back then and I accepted it.
0: But I think that people were making the point. Borat, the first Borat was really not political, right? Wasn't it just showing but- some of the ignorance of just this country, but not political?
1: Right. It wasn't political at all. Not in my opinion. There may have been some things that could have been, uh, I uh, I don't know the word for it. It could have been said that it may be politicized. It's a turtle. I, I can't talk today, but No, I get it. I think this one was definitely political, without a doubt.
0: And to me, what blew my mind is everywhere they went, you know, he'd talk about putting his daughter in a cage, and then he'd bring like a ball and chain, and no one seemed alarmed. I'm like, guys, nobody nobody says "Uh, hey, your daughter can't live in a cage. It was, it, it is so cringeworthy. You do, I, I really question how much of it is totally real.
1: Right, I, I- I agree with you That I think some people May have been paid Especially in the ballroom dancing Because there's no way Anybody would have Went through that what, they, How could you even watch After turn around and leave
0: Totally there. Totally um, Alright well I know you're not Into this pop culture but, uh, but are you married single What's your status By the way
1: uh, Let's not talk about it <laughs>
0: guy in Miami, Florida. I want to know if you think this is a terrible proposal or what in Miami, Florida is at a motocross event. He's a motocross bike rider. He fakes his crash to then have his girlfriend who's in the stands come down worrying that he may have been seriously injured only to get down (laughs) on one knee and propose to her. Do you think this is the worst fucking proposal? I would be pissed. Can you imagine faking your near death to propose?
1: I've heard of some bad proposals. One of my buddies got proposed to his wife in Walmart parking lot. So I thought that was pretty (laughs) good. We just got our groceries. We got our our Tide. Oh, by the way, will you marry me out in the Walmart parking lot? How romantic. But this one, (laughs) I don't know. I, I read more into the details to think maybe this proposal was absolute trash, meaning what, they're supposed to have a baby in November, meaning when they got when, they proposed, when he proposed to her, she was already pregnant. So was it real, or was it just to say, hey, I want to make sure that I'm the husband of the baby? Or, I'm the husband.
0: Father of the baby? And,
1: yeah, the father of the baby, whatever.
0: Whatever it is. Oh, my God. Well, I can relate, because, you know, I got engaged, basically, next to the Iwo Jima War Memorial, which really was not, I mean, as patriotic, it was really not. My, my sweet husband tried, but it was really, like, I'm now engaged at a war memorial. It was very weird. So I can understand, but I'm glad he didn't fake his own death.
1: Right, and by the way I'm a fan of
0: Schman I think he's pretty funny <laughs> Schman, Schman is amazing And Schman, I have to say And Schman did such a great job Like pulled off We had a, a terrific wedding And people still tell us It's one of the best weddings But the engagement really I think Schman had run out of time And had focused so much on the wedding So he took me down to We went jogging And then we ended up at Iwo Jima <laughs> And he went over it like a few feet And then proposed And I was just like Okay, this is really like. But what am I going to say? The wedding was already planned I love man but i'm like okay we couldn't have gone anywhere else anywhere else anywhere
1: off topic but i was reading one of your one of your instagram posts where you're talking about how he cuts his hair and you say it's going to clog the drain right (laughs) well i I, and i I responded i like no it doesn't cut the drain because we don't have much hair to cut so i cut my hair almost weekly because it looks bad if it comes out because you don't have much hair up here it's bald. Well, I went to Panama City and I stayed in this really nice extravagant extravagant hotel. And this was right after I messaged you and I cut my hair into the sink and guess what clogs? The entire sink. The sink, old, old sink backs <laughs> but it's not the sink. It backs up into the shower too. Oh and my so God. I have to get a plunger from the the cart lady out in the hallway and I'm plunging <laughs> the sink and so now the toilet is bubbling, and so is the shower. So all these things are interconnected. And hair is coming out, and I'm like, oh my god, I don't know what to do. I'm in a foreign country.
0: They're gonna, they're gonna they're be gonna, like, who's this hairy man in room three one three? I mean, it's just like, you know, yes, schman can relate. <laughs> Our sinks are clogged all the time. He shaves his head every day, and it's all these fine pieces of hair that gather up, and it's, I, uh, uh, we don't even have enough Drano to even get started. <laughs> it's just so gross. Anyway. It is-
1: that never happened in my life. And then it, you know that's karma because I mentioned like, oh, it doesn't ever clog. And here I am in an expensive hotel and I clogged their there. <laughs> like I'm on the 8th floor. I'm sure everyone else is getting hair too. I'm like, oh God, what do I do?
0: Oh God. Well, B, thank hey, you. You are awesome. Thank you for being on the show. And thank you for listening and following me all these years. Love you. Love your thoughts okay. on Borat. I think people definitely can relate to what you're saying. It, it is very cringeworthy. Absolutely well, Thank you for having me on Yes you got it You got it Thank you Guys um, Per usual You know New shows Monday through Thursday um, You can always Get new episodes Just go to iTunes Spotify iHeartRadio Everywhere podcasts Are out Search Sarah Fraser Or The Sarah Fraser Show If you're at iTunes Hit five stars Tell me what you love We're getting closer To a thousand reviews Which is my goal um, We've got some great guests This week I'm very excited about But you know I don't want to tease anything So follow me on Instagram The Sarah Fraser. I want to make sure our guests are in the can Ugh, guests you know I gotta make sure I get the interviews before I promote them so follow me on IG the Sarah Frazier show I'll be back tomorrow with a brand new episode bye everybody love you bye everybody bye everybody bye bye she still has the key card and they never changed the locks so
1: here she